0: I hate, uh, I hate hold music, I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, does anybody like
2: hold music? Well,
0: apparently there is... I can't
2: wait for that hold music.
0: Apparently there's actually one that people do like. Oh, really? Yeah, this is the Colleen okay. and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer.
2: Learn something new every day.
0: I know, I didn't know this either. So, this this all just sort of came together in a magical way. Last night, I was watching... Um, well, No, I wasn't watching, let's be honest. My husband was watching sports.
2: Gonna say that's a little weird.
0: I was in the room, okay. And um, we have the this, like, it's the Bally Sports Network. I don't even know, I don't know what it is anyway. And he was watching something whenever they go to commercial, if they don't have enough commercials to fill it, they just put up the Bally logo and then they play this song on a loop. Oh, sure! Oh my Be-ba-boo. god, and he left the room Be-ba-boo. and he left the remote out of reach. And it was just blaring into the room. And it sounded like, Holly, do you have the music at the ready? Just over and over and over and over and over and over okay. and over and over and over. Yeah, over. just
2: hearing the same music over and over again gets kind of old. Oh,
0: my gosh. And I was like, this is the worst sound i've ever heard yeah so then i woke up this morning and you know we've got a you know i think Lori calls it the computer mm-hmm. we have a little that's what she calls our prep service
2: oh yeah okay. she calls yeah. it
0: the computer yep um we have a little prep service that every once in a while we check in with just to kind of see what's hot what's happened what's popping what's locking And so I went over there and I looked at it and there was a story about the best and worst hold music songs. I know. I was like, okay. So there's a writer for the site Boing Boing and he said that uh, he has selected the best and the worst Hold music songs. Now, would you like to hear the best or the worst first? I
2: don't even know. How does anybody even know hold? Like, what does that even mean? Like a song that is frequently played for hold music or like a brand that plays something? I don't know. Well, like, what are the parameters? Like, what constitutes hold music?
0: So, it's interesting because he actually, the these two clips are actually from a specific place. Okay. So, the worst one is the easy pass
2: Easy pass? Hold music. Oh, for like, uh, we have that now, I think, right? Yeah. Easy yeah. pass. It's a
0: thing for the freeway. Yeah. So this is the worst hold hold music. Okay. Okay. Please hold for the next available customer service representative.
2: Is that, that's not even music. Yeah. That's just like somebody playing spoons. Here,
1: here, here's the thing, though. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. We're being kind of trolled on this because I'm looking at this video and this is a Vic Burger production, meaning that this is a person who edits (laughs) and manipulates things in order for them to sound extra obnoxious. Now, I don't know if the person... Quite understood mm. that on there, but that was obnoxious nonetheless. God, edited. To I be love so. that Holly
2: was able to dis- deduce this because of the people on my talk one oh seven one who could sniff out a Vic Berger experience. It would be Holly Roberts.
1: So what I'm saying is that that was edited to be extra annoying because that's what Vic Berger does. He finds these precious turds in pop culture mm, and the and culture at large, and polishes them. And,
0: yeah, and then he, he just he, makes them more turdy. Yeah
1: just, like, points out the absurd. So, I just, you know, just uh, want to point
2: that so <laughs> out. What else made this list of disgusting hold music? So
0: then there's the best. Here's the best hold music. This is a song called Opus One, and it is not the old Opus One that you may know no from, like, the is. 20s or the 30s. Okay. This one was written in 1989 by two guys named Tim Carlton and Derek Deal. Um, And this is the default... Hold music for the Cisco office phones
2: yeah I mean, forty five again, i I love that they said this is the best. I don't know anyone who actually likes hold music.
0: I hate hold music because it means that I'm waiting and I'm gonna hear something on a constant loop and every once in a while a robotic voice is gonna come in and try to tell me that your my call, call is very important, important to No us. it's not. It's not. And also then, okay, don't here I got stuff.
2: I think you have bigger issues. I
0: do. Here's my first one. Don't make me talk to a robot and then do this fake like um pretending like somebody's computing. <laughs> like click, 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 click. Yeah. They're like, Hold please. We you are know, looking up your account. And I'm like, you're a robot.
2: Most days I don't look forward to talking to actual people on the phone. It's one of the things I just hate most about modern life because, which is weird because then there are certain cases where I only want to talk on the phone. But anyway, when it comes to like customer service things as a general rule, I pretty much hate having to talk to people. And so because technology has advanced so far in the year 2021, very often there are now ways to communicate without having to actually talk to a person. Or pick up a phone at all, and I seek those ways out constantly. So, I don't care if it's a chat bot. I don't care if it's a you know um, another method for like getting a hold. If it's email, I've like changed my insurance information by email. Like I just will find the most non-phone way to interact with. Oh my gosh. Because I don't want to wait 30 minutes.
0: I get it. I'm, I get it.
2: I don't. And, and the times when they're like, do you want us to call you back? I am never available when they call me back. And then I have to get lost again in the queue. And then I got to sign up to have them call me back again. And then it's like three days later. Just look for the email or the chat bot.
0: And I oh, see, and I want to actually talk to a person because, well, I'm thinking of a very specific thing. There's a person in my family who I am, uh, a caregiver for who has significant issues with their television cable provider. And I will say no more, but you can probably guess who it is because they basically have a monopoly. Mm -hmm. And I dread dread having to call them and get put in the loop of hell. That is that automated thing where they're like, can please provide your phone number and your account number. And then you do it. I do that, but it's, I don't want to type with my thumbs what's going on, what mm. the problem is. And I usually want to talk to somebody because there's, I never... Yeah, but it, that's always, like a losing battle because
2: gonna... you're like, I'm just going to talk to someone. Yeah, good luck. Next week, Tuesday, and you're going to be on the phone the whole time and you're not going to be able to hear if you put them on speakerphone because all of a sudden, you think it's like a person, you run to the phone and it's like, here comes Mary us. clickety-clack. No, it's not. I just want to talk to people. <sighs> I don't. Bye. For customer service, that is. I was going to
0: say, well because you got two hours and forty five, oh, or different. an hour and forty five minutes because We
2: get to talk about what we want. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. no hold music I'm here. Talk
2: about something that I could find out. Like, if your business requires, if you're not like, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to imagine what what's the business where you absolutely are benefited by talking to a human being on the phone. I can't imagine what it is. Surely someone will tell us in the break. That's fine. I will but,
0: say, I want to talk to somebody about my money. Like, I don't want, you don't, I, Uh,
2: but I will go meet them face to face. I'm not talking about my money on the phone. My point is the phone. Mm -hmm. Like the point is not having a human contact. Like that's important for several things, right? I would rather just be face to face. But if, if it's requiring me to sit on a phone and talk to a human, I feel like your business is better. Your time is better somewhere else. And I say that by the way, as a person who worked, then taught, then led people in an phone business like in a call center experience for eight years of my life I can tell you that that is the hardest form of communication talking to people on the phone
0: yes and it probably is made 10 times worse by the fact that by the time the person actually gets to you, they've been sitting with either hold music or some sort of other automated experience yeah. for umpteen minutes. D- minutes.
2: Think about all the great times you've picked up the phone to say nice things to someone on the other end of that phone.
0: I'm getting really stressed right yeah. now. Sorry. Right? Really stressed. You know,
2: <laughs> as wanna... a person who used to take those phone calls, I can tell you, nobody ever calls and says, how are you today? Are you having a good day? You know what? I am too. Be good. I'll see you next week. Thanks for doing your job.
0: Never happens. Yeah,
2: no. Which the point is, it's understandable because that's the job. But um, that I'm just saying is it's baked in that it's going to be a complicated experience. Ugh,
0: and it's the worst. And nobody looks yeah. forward to it. And the
2: best thing you can do is enjoy that music while it happens. Oh, man. That crappy, crappy music that no one likes, apparently. When
0: we return on The Colleen and Bradley Show. Um, I don't know. I feel like this next story stressed me out a little bit, too. There's a story about Pete Davidson that I wanted to share with you. And no, no, Kim Kardashian is not even involved in this story at all. When we come back, I'll tell you what Pete Davidson is saying mm. about his cooking habits and his eating habits after this on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And um I uh want to talk about Pete Davidson's food habits.
2: Oh, that sounds fun.
0: Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So Pete What's Davidson food. So Pete Davidson was on a podcast uh recently called uh, River Cafe Table Four.
2: Okay. i never I've heard never of heard, heard
0: of it either. But um, they started, they talked about food because that's apparently what they talk about on this podcast. And uh, one of the things that Pete Davidson disclosed is that he's apparently too dumb to boil water.
2: Oh, that's These are his words. I'm so dumb, I can't even boil water. Yeah, these are his words. Okay.
0: So he's like, I I don't know how to boil water, so I can't make ramen.
2: That's rough. Right? Because you kind of need hot water for ramen. Right? Although you don't necessarily, I mean, you can't eat a dry but that's kind of nasty do
0: you want to hear his clever way of making ramen
2: yeah for sure
0: uh he goes to costco he gets the pre-made ramen noodles and then he uses his keurig to do
2: it oh that's cute
0: yeah so he uses uh the hot water from his keurig it's a hack it's a hack it's a life hack the kids call a hack but he said something else and that okay first of all all of this is the report of the report in page six and the report of the report in page six talks about pete davidson's food habits. But they don't really contextualize some things about Pete Davidson that you know if you've been paying attention to Pete Davidson for a long time. And one of them is that he's got Crohn's disease. Mm. So he has, like, significant problems with okay. his digestion and his, and his stomach. But they don't talk about that. Instead, okay. they just tell this story about how Pete Davidson said that he started eating before... At one point during his run on Saturday Night Live, he started eating before the show because he said usually I was eating after the show, and what I was finding was if I didn't have a good show, I wouldn't eat. Okay. But on days that I had a good show, then I would eat. So then he said I had to switch and start eating before the show because that otherwise sense. I was also, manipulating you, myself.
2: I feel like, yeah, you need some energy to do that show.
0: And I and blood sugar is gonna be low. Right? And then I, but I read that, I read that quote about him kind of using food as either celebration or punishment for his performance. And page six just sort of like skimmed right over it. Like that was, you know, just a very, you know, normal story to tell. And I thought, boy, we'd be having a fully different conversation if that were a female who said that.
2: Oh, about okay, how so?
0: Well, I just think you know we pro like women, we talk a lot more about food. We talk about disordered eating in a different way. We talk about um, you know, women's relationship with their bodies in such a different way that if that were if that showed up in an article about I don't even want to put a name in there, but you yeah. know, some female, sure. We'd be having a whole different conversation and they just sort of matter of factly put it in there about Pete Davidson and then just sort of move on Mm -hmm. in the story. And then the next part of the story is that Pete Davidson will never date anybody who's rude to a waiter
2: that's the piece i saw i saw a headline anyway i didn't like go deep on the article but i saw he said something about there's
0: nothing deep on the article i guarantee you (laughs)
2: um which is sounds like just a report of the actual conversation Mm -hmm. that he had so you know it's hard to tell exactly within the context of the conversation where that came up but um it is interesting that um you know that that was i think that's like a thing people do to sort of we took it all we brought them to our land
1: (laughs)
2: like honor the work that you know servers are doing which they should right you shouldn't be rude to servers
0: well i also sort of feel like people who were on saturday night live probably at one point in their careers well not just people on saturday night live generally people people, in entertainment have worked in restaurants um but he does he did say he said I would not go on a second date with anybody who was rude to a waiter or a waitress that would be a deal a breaker. Thing. It is a good thing and also kind of makes you did They
2: ask about Kim Kardashian. They
0: didn't, but that, okay. you know, I think we can all assume cuz he went out for two dinners with her. She must be nice to the wait staff.
2: Yeah, well. It's good to know. Reading them tea leaves.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Anywho, I just, now you know everything you need to know about um, Pete Davidson's eating habits. Fabulous. He likes ramen.
2: mm -hmm. Our good friend Pandover in the Twitter said um, that she actually loves the ramen he's talking about. You can get it at the Costco's.
0: I don't even know. Oh, okay. I didn't even know about that ramen. I should probably get some of that. I have a daughter who loves herself some ramen. I
2: do love ramen, but it's a gateway food.
0: Ramen is also like college, right? Like 99 cents a pack. It was like you could afford it. So every time I smell ramen, I think I better study or I've got a test coming up. Yeah.
2: Oh, for sure. Right? That brings it right back.
0: Exactly. Uh, anywho, so Pete Davidson loves the ramen, doesn't like it when you're rude to your waiters and Thank waitresses you. and eats before he goes on stage I at think Saturday night. I, Live. I
2: would not, I would not suggest doing a performance without food in your stomach oh my gosh. or much like of anything that requires your brain.
0: I don't feel like I, Eating before a show sounds like, I mean, not this show. That's a different story. But like being on stage in front of people, oof, I would throw up. I'm just saying. Well,
2: it's a good thing this is not a stage because I do not want you to throw up. No.
0: Ooh, bring a tarp. When we return Gallagher. On, the, on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities <laughs> behaving badly. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Mm-hmm. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Yo. And we have a name for them, and that name is
2: D-Bag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the day. Who's your D-bag? Page six. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this mm-hmm. has become a theme.
0: So, here's what had happened. Um, I lied. It wasn't page six. It's oh. the New York Post.
2: Okay. I mean, um, that's the same thing.
0: Yeah, it is basically the same thing. But, uh, it's for this headline about Adele. Adele. Quote, Adele's Oprah concert proves she didn't lose her voice with those oh.
2: pounds. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I saw this yesterday. I'm
0: just going to go ahead and say that... <laughs>
2: god people are so horrible
0: this i what i understand is that the person who wrote this article his name is chuck arnold was trying to work in a headline about her singing and her weight loss because those are two significant things that came from the oprah concert evening that is where my graciousness ends Because this is the dumbest headline in the entire world. And what ensues is literally an article about how she sings. And there were a lot of really hot, amazing actors and actresses at this concert. And she was amazing. And then follows it with the conversation about her weight loss.
2: Yeah, as if there's like a connection between your body weight and your singing ability. Is that a thing? Right. I mean, look throughout history and you will find... People of all body styles and types and sizes, and with great voices,
0: they're singing. They sing. Yeah.
2: And I don't remember ever reading the story about the singer who lost a bunch of weight and then their voice,
0: mm-hmm. or yeah. or the terrible singer who gained a hundred pounds and yeah. then could oh, sing like an angel.
2: That heifer sounds amazing. <laughs>
0: It's just the dumbest. It People was. Are it's, stupid. it's a dumb headline, yeah. and it's not only a dumb headline because it's a dumb headline. It's also a dumb headline because it doesn't tell you anything about what you're about to read. Oh, I, which
2: is the point of a headline. I will say though, this is a thing, and I don't need to t- tell the world this because I know the world knows this. There is a person in my life who I don't <laughs> see anymore who says who used to always say, "Oh, you were so much funnier when you were fat."
0: Okay,
2: Ugh. what? Uh, yeah, I yeah. can't
0: imagine why so you don't speak much, to that person any longer. <laughs> much, wow,
2: much and that person thinks that's a funny thing to say. Well,
0: ooh. how about I what? was
2: like, well, here and and what I wanted to say in return, I will not say because it's just as petty as that thing that that person said. <sighs> but I'm telling you that the notion that people attach. Who you are to what you look like is a thing that transcends song.
0: Right. Right. That's not.
2: (laughs) And the ability to sing.
0: Yeah. That's whether. Yes.
2: So my point is that um, people are very small minded when it comes to understanding uh, talent. Talent has nothing to do with your body size, Mm -mm. whether you are funny at a, this size or funny at that size.
0: Or a great singer.
2: Or, I don't know, a shoe polisher who sh- polishes a mean shoe. Oh, you used to polish shoes way better when you were thick. What? So no, dumb. that's not how that so works. Dumb. Also, you never see it in reverse. Well, I guess you could see it in reverse. But I what don't know. That, what would that... I it, don't know. I don't know. It's. I'm just trying to uh, make... Um, the obvious point, which I've already made. So thank you. Who's your D bag. Thank you. Um, Oh, look, it's the daily mail in the oh, same wow. neighborhood as page six, the New York post, etc., etc. And well, I mean, we're kind of in the same neighborhood for the, the subject matter as well. This time, the headline from the daily mail is as follows. Courtesy of one Ashley gray for the dailyMail.com com quote, Chloe Kardashian shows off her cleavage in a skimpy tank top as she loads up on potato chips. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) now what would you think that that story would be about
0: well what I thought when I clicked on it was that I was going to open it up and just see you know uh, Khloe Kardashian cramming chips in her pie hole while her boobs just sort of like you know sexily you know were there
1: I thought there would be maybe a bulk purchasing experience Uh. at a big box
2: store no she comes out of a grocery store with several bags of groceries. Yeah. Oh, my God. Chloe Kardashian buys food. Now, vaguely, in one of those photos, you can see two bags of chips. Wow. So they have then extrapolated that... Khloe Kardashian has loaded up on the potato chips. All I can see is perhaps a bag of Lay's and what looks like Doritos. So they're not even right. Mm -hmm. Loads up on potato chips? No, no, no. They're not even first of all. They're Lay's or potato chips, but those Doritos ain't potato chips. So she didn't load up on them. Also, why are we leading with her cleavage? Yeah, that's talk about potato. Also, she's
0: wearing well on the way out. At least she's wearing a jacket. It's just that she was showing her boobs on the way in.
2: Lady with boobies, and I don't want to say boobies. I want to say another word, but I can't on the radio. Thank you. Lady with I... boobies eats potato chips. I mean, what, what is you know? this world coming to? No. Well, it's just, you know what it is. How dare women think that they can walk outside with their boobs out and buy potato chips and put them in their car? Here's what the I problem is. I mean, you could is. do one. How dare you?
1: But not both at the same time.
2: It's true. Yeah. It's true. Gelson's. Yeah, that's must have a deal.
0: That's a fancy grocery store.
2: Of course it is. Mm-hmm. But they got Lay's.
0: And now she does too. Yeah. Congratulations. It's
2: like so weird. Like who Ashley? What is wrong? Girl, was there nothing else going on? Well, see,
0: that's what I was trying to say is that that's what the problem is. The problem isn't, you know, sexy women shopping for chips. The problem is The celebrities are boring right now. Yeah. And so people like our friend Ashley Gray, this is the best that we have to offer. So if the celebrities would get out there and like make some scandals, we'd be good.
2: Or I don't know. Khloe Kardashian works on, you know, business project to amass her ridiculous empire that we all have questions about. I mean, there are so many things you could actually report on Khloe Kardashian about if Like, your bosses over at the Daily Mail put you on the Courtney Karda- or the Chloe Kardashian beat. Be creative. Right. But like she's flashing her peaks and valleys while getting r- r- ridges and her ruffles.
1: <sighs> also these are stunt taters. She doesn't go to Gelsons. Oh, Let's be tell real. Tell me more.
2: I don't know what this means. Walk me down this road. Well, Take me on a journey that Ashley couldn't.
1: Of stunt taters. This is so obvious. Yeah, you know, we talked about this before. It just so happens that Khloe Kardashian is performing her stunt taters at Gelson's, <laughs> and not such places as Erewhon. Yeah, the luxury grocery so, store. But
2: I, I need to understand the yeah. difference between a Gelson's then and an Erewhon. Okay,
1: One. well, there's uh, Gelson's is like fancy, but it's not like health fancy. Gelson's is kind so of like, like a they Lund's co- by It, it is a Lund's like It's not case. the co-op. It's not
2: the wedge. No, it's right. not
1: the wedge. Air Seward. One. Yeah. I would
2: say Seward. You would say Wedge.
1: I would say Mississippi Market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this is a time-honored tradition of people who are thirsty and who need some attention.
2: Yeah, look at me go they, get Lay's potato chips. Look at me wow. go get
1: Lay's
0: potato chips. You do know, you
1: think for one second that Chloe Kardashian actually goes to Gelson's and buys her own well,
0: potato chips and makes a list? And and that's what I'm. That's the thing that that checks out because I feel like a person who doesn't ever do their own grocery shopping hits up one aisle real quick for the photo op, <laughs> and she hit up the chip aisle. Yeah.
1: I mean, now she could have gone on an emergency munchie run for her and her also, friends no, in the middle of the
2: day. You guys, that's like, that's one bag. I mean. Of the six brown bags in her see, cart. That we can see. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Like, again, we're extrapolating all this stuff about chips. Chips. That's just because those are the two things poking out of the bag that we can see. Right. And somebody thought it was good to plant that seed in your mind. Like somebody sat back and said, huh, what can I do with this? Grown ass woman with breasts buys potato chips. That was the best work you could do with those photos, honey.
0: I will also say, though, just to play devil's advocate. If you were doing a performative trip to the grocery store and you needed to come out with a lot of bags, chips would be the smart thing to buy because you really can only fit like a couple bags of chips in each big grocery bag. Oh,
1: that's true. It's kind of like how back in the day in any Hollywood movie, you'd have to bulk up your grocery bag, your brown paper right. bag, and it was in the contract that you had to have raw carrots with the green stuff sticking out at the top. Oh, sure. yeah.
2: Or like a, a baguette.
1: Yeah. Right
0: maybe both right the only way we'd be laughing harder about the story is if she had those two things yeah peeking out
1: i mean why don't celebs try to do that one time please please
0: somebody come on because
2: they're not actually it's not real capable of having that sense of humor because they don't appreciate their hideous bubble world the way we do thankfully for our listeners it's true (laughs)
0: Speaking of hideous bubble world, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, Chrissy Teigen is uh, showing us just exactly how unrelatable she is once again. Oh, okay. And actually, Bradley, I'm going to need all of your squid game knowledge. Oh, well, when it's
2: only two episodes worth, but I'll help.
0: It's more than I have. After this on My Talk 107.1. Ollie, for that forecast, I do what I can. I know it's not your fault. It's just Minnesota. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My talk 1071. Hundred Seven One. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, and another d bag. I wanted to oh, throw out into the mix. I oh, that's feel a d bag. Double a hefty call.
2: helping today. Mm.
0: Presenting Lord and Lady
2: Douchebag
0: of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Chrissy Teigen.
2: <clears throat> oh, we haven't talked about Chrissy in a while. What's she up to?
0: Uh, she's throwing parties oh, and um yeah. talking about them on social media.
2: Okay, cool. Which
0: is like great, right? Like she's a chefy like person. A she, would do. she
2: cooks foods She's a what person? Chefy? Oh, chefy, yeah.
0: Oh, d- okay. I didn't say anything naughty. Is that what you thought? No, I just oh. didn't
2: I was like I don't know what oh. word you just said.
0: I thought you thought I substi- no, substituted no, no, the no, no. f Letter she for likes something else. To make food. Yeah, yeah, she's
2: well, a food uh, maker. She has a line of products uh that say just that.
0: So she had she hosted a party based on the very popular and of the moment Squid Game. Now, Bradley, I'm not watching Squid Game yet. I'm not saying I won't. I just haven't I haven't tiptoed in yet.
2: Yep. But you most been, popular series on Netflix of all time yeah, it's around a, the world. It's Global phenomena.
0: Big huge deal. Yep. And you've been you've dipped your toe in this Squid Game water Two
2: episodes in. It's taking a while for us to finish because it's dark. And frankly, while I want to finish, I'm not in a hurry.
0: So can you give like a thumbnail sketch, at least as you understand it, of what the show is about at this
2: moment? And this is no spoiler. Uh, I think most people understand it at this point. There's uh, essentially a competition. People fight to the death.
0: This, you know, honestly, I don't know. I've not heard anybody make this comparison, but it reminds me of Hunger Games, basically. Kind
2: of, yeah. Kind of Hunger Gamesy. Right? It's a little more... Um, Dark? Well, it's definitely darker than the mm-hmm. Hunger Games. It's v- way more violent. Mm. Very violent. Lots of okay. blood.
0: You're selling it right now. I mean... It I'm is what it is. No, truth. it's good to know, going in. Well, um, why this is making uh, Chrissy Teigen a D-bag is because... My understanding of Squid Game is that the the entertainment of the uh, fighting to the death is all to win a massive sum of money and all for the entertainment of people who are in a higher echelon. Right. So the the irony of Chrissy Teigen hosting a Squid Game competition party where she invites everybody and they actually compete in games and this they did this by the way with the help of a party planning um, outfit called wife of the party hi everybody this is adriana trejani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. They had the home decorated like the set of Squid Games. Did
2: they shoot anybody?
0: Not that I know of. <laughs> did
2: they get murdery?
0: No, but they did give away a huge party, or not heart, huge party, a huge prize at the end.
2: I, did they, um, did they like, did, were there competitions? Yes. Were they based on like the episodes of the show?
0: Yes. Kind of. I think, I don't know. Cause I haven't watched it, but they did. They had a lot of the set elements there, but they, and they did play some games. They played, um, a dunk tank, musical chairs, hide and seek and then pin the tail on the donkey. Are those...
2: I have not seen those in the show, but um, they are based on children's games. Right. The the games that are played in the show. Like Um, Red
0: Light, Green Light, I know they do. So that's what they played. And the winner got a a flight to Napa and a dinner for two at the French Laundry, which is a
2: Thomas Keller restaurant. So not the millions of dollars that they would have won in real life. Which is fake life, because it's not real.
0: All the people who showed up were her rich friends... Yeah, and she encouraged the all problem. of them to dress up and then share it on their Instagram. But the people who were serving the food and drink were dressed like the contestants.
2: Ugh. Well, they look; those aren't. Well, this person in this photo looks like the the game people.
0: Oh, okay. So I
2: not the contestants. The okay. contestants are the ones with the numbers on their chest. Okay, these are like well, at least in this one photo that, of this person holding, that's like those are the people that are being
0: entertained by the game. Oh, okay. In charge of like the game makers. That's what they would have called them on, uh, the hunger games. Anyway, this is just another, like, this just feels like it misses the mark entirely. Yeah. Like I see what she was trying to do. She was trying to have a pop culture. This is the problem
2: with being someone like Chrissy Teigen, where you live everything out loud. Um, people are going to have opinions about Mm -hmm. it and some people aren't. Now there's a cultural, uh, commentary to be had about the show, and if you're going to take that to, you know, um, it's logical conversation conclusion, you probably wouldn't pick that as a theme for your party. Right. I just don't. I don't think she thinks that hard about it. I think to her, oh, this is super popular. Let's do this thing. Get it. It's funny. Mm hmm. But if you're really thinking about what the show is talking about, you're probably not thinking that way. That said, I don't know if people take it that seriously. And I'm also not surprised that anything Chrissy Teigen does comes across as controversial because she has now created this formula for people. It, it's like baked in to, to her persona. Right. On social media. So she will do something and then people will respond Uh, negatively because she's kind of set herself up to be this victim of cancel culture, quote unquote, without getting too deep in the conversation. And so I think when you identify yourself that way, you then have an audience who's ready to criticize everything you do. And I think like if she's surprised at all by the controversy, she shouldn't be.
0: Right, and really all that's required in this moment is to think a little more deeply about the choice that you're making and what the message it sends to the outside world is.
2: Yeah, but, uh, you know, the cynical person would say she knows exactly what she's doing. Uh, Right, like, would you think that Chrissy Teigen wouldn't think about how this makes her look? Well,
0: I mean, I guess I would hope that she would, but I have... But I mean, she like you would
2: assume that Chrissy Teigen is smart enough to connect those dots, la, 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 la. Pv Herman style. Yes. Okay. If she's that smart, well then she then knows she what probably she's doing. Did. Uh, like, just apply your Team Cobra logic. I to hate this story. that because it
0: just makes me not like. I trust me, want to like Chrissy Teigen. Like I've always like I want to like her. There are like, things what do you about mean, her, like her I, career, no, like who how, who she is as a public person, right? Like she's not like she seems. She always seemed to be the person who was like saying what was on her mind or saying the things that nobody else would say or seemed to have sort of a lightness to the way that she communicated. And then all the dark stuff showed up.
2: But the problem is people bought, I, I think this is my take. My personal opinion is that's the flaw. Like nobody is perfect and mm-hmm. nobody is going to always have the wittiest comeback. And your humor is always going to come at the expense or let me put it this way. You know, we applaud people when they say the tough thing that everybody's thinking But inevitably, that tough thing probably is going to hurt someone's feelings at some point. And so as long as you're not on the wrong side of that, it's great. The problem is she learned like, oh, your thoughts and feelings have consequences to other people. And the way the system is built, they're allowed to have opinions about it. And if you don't like, like just because you're fabulous and you've been successful doesn't mean you don't get held to the same standard that like literally you know, a person on the street having an opinion is going to have, like there are people who don't have the power and the privilege that Chrissy Teigen has had throughout life right? to survive like the wave of like trolls that she's had to, I'm not saying she hasn't suffered or like had to deal with that kind of stuff, but yeah. you'd think you would, uh, I don't know. I would think she would maybe change the way she approached Public-facing career, and it does not appear. And maybe she has. She I mean, this is one story, but
0: yeah. Well, yes, but also, I mean, we have we have evidence, right? Like we've seen, we can piecemeal some stuff together to recognize that, for example, when Instagram, which was her new preferred platform, went down, she yeah, took she her act like, over to Twitter. Back to
2: Twitter. Yeah, it
0: was like anything to stay out there. Yeah, anything to keep people looking at her life. And what her perspective is and what she has to share. Yeah. Now, she'll tell you a story about why that is, but it's probably not the whole truth and nothing but Again, the truth.
2: Again, like the thing I always think about it and when it comes to Twitter is like, and I just said this yesterday, nobody's on Twitter and mm-hmm. the people that are,
1: mm-hmm.
2: are doing most of the tweeting. Mm-hmm. And it's, so what I'm, my point is, I'm on Twitter, you're on Twitter, we're mm-hmm. all on Twitter. So I'm not saying nobody is on Twitter. The majority, the vast majority of people in the world are not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So if you approach Twitter as if it's real life. Right.
0: As if it's representative of the world we not. live in. It's not. It's a fraction much of a fraction. I
2: love scrolling through my feed.
0: And he does.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's about to do it right now. Mm-hmm. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um... Are we eating the stickers on the uh, fruit? What? Is this a real question? I guess we'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071.